I like it. I like all the constant attacks. It's good for you. It shows if you got the armor of God on or not. Through warfare, we've been made perfect. Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. I love it, man. He created me a warrior. This is thrilling. For 19 years, they've been fighting my rich treasury of glory. And Mount Zion's risen to be chief of all the mountains in the last day. Every day it's Moses versus Johnny's and Jambres and Elijah versus the prophets of Baal. The false apostles and the false prophets of the brain versus the true apostles and the true, uh, true prophets of the spirit. We say bring it on. I love it. It's like cage fight to the death. I, I mean, we've been battling the kingdom of hell on the streets as inner city missionaries facing death on a daily basis. I mean, there's machine gun fire around my house all the time. I mean, we're the real deal. So these little suburbanite, you know, Christian wannabe posers, they don't threaten us. You know, they don't. I mean, we, we deal with real death, with violence, guns, drugs. Yes. Yeah, I mean, crack dealers, 36 organized gangs. I mean, I've been carjacked twice, shot at more times than I can count. I've been around execution-style murder in full-time ministry for 12 years. I've seen brain matter spill and explode out of human heads. So when this little stuff comes at us that's just religious demons, I mean, it's honestly funny to me. It's not a real threat. It's just external demons working through gullible brains. And it's actually quite good for you in your spiritual growth. It really divides the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the tare, the wise from the foolish. I mean, all of the suffering we go through in life, and not like internet suffering is real suffering, but the true suffering of living in a crack house in the ghetto and then being treated horribly by the Christian race, quite often, more than we're ever honored. You know, and it's like people that honor us are just hated and persecuted. I mean, and that's really the reaction because it's the true apostolic and prophetic witness. And far and few between. <laughs> and the true apostolic and prophetic witness is the two olive trees that come up from the spirit, which is the only thing that develops the human spirit life. This ain't some like super apostle, super mystical crap. This is basic Christianity in every single book of the New Testament. And the problem is, is we're so God outside minded and so bewitched and so external that when the true apostolic and prophetic witness of Moses and Elijah comes around, it exposes Janes and Jambres of the human church, human brain system. And that's why they freak and weep and gnash their teeth and gnaw on their tongues in agony unto death because it's like, these people have been living in Babylon. They've been living in the lie. They've been living in the flesh. They've been living in Satan's stars that fell from heaven and the angel of light that deceives through their brain. I mean, you gotta understand, because we're so refined in the true anointed one in his anointing from so many years of consistently ministering just the anointing, just the word, just the wine, in his threefold glory with the holy angels on a straight level, dealing with a hundred thousand people locally in the Twin Cities. I mean, Everywhere we go, we know tons of people. And then we broadcast it, and the people from distant places have all these opinions and judgmental thoughts about us. They don't know us. Everyone that knows us here locally, we have favor with. 
literally about a hundred percent of the time everywhere we go unless they're Christians and some of the Christians when they see us they start sprinting the other direction because why would you do that towards your brother because they're demon-possessed they're horror Babylon Christians I got nothing but love for you baby why are you sprinting literally we've had Christians that we once fellowshiped with locally who have chosen cult to have a false father and a false prophetic father like a prophet of Baal headship over their heads and we serve God the Father you know universally in the headship of the kingdom of heaven and their false father turns these little factions against us and when these little factions we meet them sometimes in public you should see their faces I mean it's like they've just gone to hell it's like they've died and gone to hell by being around us we're the fragrance of death to them why is this fresh oil and this fresh anointing the fragrance of death to the people we once said because they've rejected Christ the headship of Christ the apostolic and the prophetic is the headship of the body of Christ it says that many times in the New Testament hallelujah so what are you gonna have if you reject the apostles and prophets of the body of Christ you're gonna have the throne of Satan on your head and that's why they react so severely when we run into them and encounter them. Not, and that's very rare. But when we do encounter them, I mean, it's like, holy crap, deliverance session, exorcist, demon-possessed, the people that once walked with us. They get so dark, so quick, and so self-righteous, and so locked up in the brain, it's spooky, isn't it, Penny? I know many that are dead now. And many have died. Yeah. People don't really have the fear of God because they haven't been walking in the apostolic and prophetic witness that long on a street level facing the kingdom of hell in true, actual, physical death encounters. A lot of people live in fake safe spots and they haven't actually been tested in reality and so they're full of opinions in their brains. You're going to be tested and tried as you take the path of the Lord. God doesn't have any fake sons and daughters. And that's not because he hates you, it's because he wants you to be the real deal. He wants, he loves you. Everyone that comes to him, he tests, the scriptures say. He tests everyone that comes to him. People reject being tested because they want to look good in their appearances. They love the praises of men more than the praises of God the Spirit. God is a Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. John 4, 24. Time to get into real Christianity. I know we're coming out of infancy and all the incubators of human buildings and human systems, but it's time to become real Christians. It's time to become real disciples. It's time to actually make society our footstool. The heavens are our throne and the earth is our footstool. Amen? I mean, that's kind of basic stuff. If we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, like the Bible says, then the heavens are our throne and the earth is our footstool. Sit with me on my right hand until they make all your enemies a footstool for your feet. Okay. Is Babylon the Great a footstool for your feet? It is for Elijah and Moses. It is for the overcomers, the sons of God, that stand with God the Father on the mountain of transfiguration called Mount Zion that's risen in our spirit through our hearts and brains and rests on our heads like a crown of life since we're the temples of the Holy Spirit in internalism of the new covenant and not the externalism of bewitchment 
I mean, that's a major wake-up call coming out of the Whore of Babylon. Y'all should be shocked. <laughs> I love seeing the common reaction when people start repenting and actually returning to Christ in them, the hope of glorious things. Christ in them, greater is he who's in them than he who's in the world. And they come out of he who's in the world, the angel of light that deceives with externalism, and they come out of the bewitchment of charismatic witchcraft, and they start serving God in their spirit. And they're just like, wow, wow, wow. Well, that wow, 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 oh my God, wow, is beginning to live in the fear of the Lord. It's called the awe of God. You're living in the, ast in the astonishment that Christ really has taken up residency in my belly, and now by birthing the divine child, I'm growing in salvation, which is an ever-increasing glory. Is salvation a one-time deal? It is for fire insurance, but how about we grow that mustard seed of faith to become the largest of the garden plants so the leaves of this tree can cover the nations and heal the nations? I mean, what's the covering of your city right now? The tree of life, hopefully. And if it's not, then the tree of life, which is Mount Zion, has to rise in your spirit through your heart and brain and come up and cover your city. I mean, since you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, Solomon's temple was the light of the entire universe. That's an Old Testament glory. Well, in the New Covenant, your body is the temple. Old Covenant, the building. New Covenant, the body. The Old Covenant was the type and shadow. How many people are still caught up in types and shadows? Most Christians are still caught up in types and shadows. So when the reality of the types and shadows appears, called the manifestation of the sons of God, that walk in actual New Covenant reality, they fight that because they love their types and shadows. They don't actually want a relationship with the great glory. They fight the great glory because they want to serve God externally in their brain and still be in control of their life. They're called hypocrites or Pharisees. They only serve God with appearance, but inwardly they're dead man's bones. Amen? I mean, it's pure biblical truth. And that's what's wrong with the world. People serve God outwardly. That's not a minor problem. That's the entirety of the Whore of Babylon universally. The Great Awakening is us coming out of externalism, of serving Satan's stars, pretending to be Jesus and Christianity, and start serving Christ in us and realizing the glory. The internalization of the temple of the Holy Spirit. The building made by God's hands. Your body is God's building, not the church. You are the church. And people say that in the brain, but the Great Awakening is, is experiencing it in your spirit. How many of y'all have come into the experience of being the temple of God, the building of God, the church of God? The temple of the Lord God Almighty is made with living stones. Who's still serving in the Masonic lodges of brick and mortar? Who's still submitted to Freemasonry, serving in buildings made by human hands? Who's still Masonic? Who's still serving Satan's stars that fell from heaven? Everyone's serving in every building made by human hands. Masonic Christianity plagues the whole world. And it is a Vatican disease. <laughs> and it is an American disease. It's called religion. Satan's stars that fell from heaven. And I've had many Freemason friends, and I've gone into their lodges, and I've seen every single symbol of every single religion, and I understand it completely. I don't have any questions about this stuff. It's not a mystery to me. Mystery Babylon, long solved. The problem is, is most people are still submitted to the externalism and are constantly beat up through Satan's stars in that raging witchcraft coming through their brains. 
The brain is the outer court, the flesh. People are brain-led by familiar spirits thinking it's the Lord. John chapter 6, the flesh counts for nothing. He was crucified at the place of the skull. Until your brain is crucified with Christ, you haven't walked in real Christianity even one day. The entry point of salvation is the crucifixion of the brain at the place of the skull. God is not a flesh. God is a spirit. The brain stays crucified with the fresh anointing oil called Christ, and the heart burns in the fresh anointing so that we're spirit-led and not flesh-led, carnally-minded, unspiritual, earthly, demonic, warring against the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 8, it is written. Read Romans chapter 8 in the Amplified Classic. It's this whole battle between the wise and foolish, the wheat and the tares. Paul dealt with it in every single one of his churches and talks about it in every single epistle. The outside-minded ones and the inside-minded ones. Always reiterating, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world trying to get at you through externalism, which is religion. Satan comes as an angel of light pretending to be Jesus. He works in all church systems called pyramids of Babylon the Great. The answer of Jesus Christ to this bewitchment is a great flood of glory from the manifest sons of God that are God inside minded or have internalized the temple of the Holy Spirit and have realized the glory of Christ in them. Have you realized the glory of Christ in you? Are you still serving Satan's stars in an external witchcraft? Are you bewitched? Having begun in the Spirit here, your wind, your pneuma, your ruach, the breath of life, would you finish in the brain what began in the Spirit? You foolish Americans, who has bewitched you? Galatians 3.3 <laughs> I know who's bewitched you. Satan and his angels have. And if you're not bewitched, you're being fought against by the bewitched because Satan's army, the whore of Babylon, is the bewitched Christians. They will hate the two witnesses, Revelation chapter 11, because the two witnesses are the two olive trees that come up from the Spirit and manifest through the heart and mind that are walking as temples of the Holy Spirit. They're new covenant versus old covenant deception. Most Christians are in an old covenant deception in 2018 and they war against those that are walking in true new covenant revelation. That the body is the building of God. And that's the separation of the wheat and the tares, the goats and the sheep. The external versus the internal. And the showdown is the climax of the ages and the maturation of the times. It's truly Cain and Abel in 2018. Cain is the externalism. Abel is the internalism. <laughs> giving of the spirit life to God, giving up the ghost, or serving God in the brain as a Pharisee and a son of the devil and an enemy of righteousness. You cannot serve God in the brain and be a Christian. The brain counts for nothing. It's the flesh. You have to be crucified with Christ at the place of the skull, Golgotha. Calvary. The only problem in this universe that we live in together is the brain leading in Christianity as the whore of Babylon. When you are crucified with Christ in the place of the brain, you begin to start practicing true New Covenant Christianity from the Spirit. And then you start growing your spirit. Jesus grew for 33 years 
the Bible teaches, to age 33. <laughs> I mean, people will go nuts about stuff like that because it sounds like Freemasonry, but it's like, do you even read the Bible? We're in the Bible hours a day, and it's like, all I do is constantly expound on what is written in the New Testament from the Amplified Classic because it goes into the true Greek of what the apostles are saying to you. And we're persecuted for teaching the actual Word of God in the anointing and in the new wine. Good. Let them persecute. That just builds up more riches in heaven, more treasures in glory. You know, the more you're persecuted, it's really a testimony to how anointed you are. The greater your anointing, the more they attack the anointed one that destroys their witchcraft, that destroys their carnal brain realm. Do you think there's a future for carnal Christians? Do you think there's a future for those that are led in their brain that call themselves God's disciples and God's kingdom people, but only serve Him outwardly, but there's no actual change and development of the Spirit through the heart? I mean, what's going to happen to these people? I mean, Revelation chapter 2 says some pretty crazy stuff. It says that Jesus will kill them? Is Jesus a killer? Yeah. Jesus has killed a lot of people in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, people don't want to hear that message, but ask Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, Jesus killed them instantly. I mean, what kind of Jesus do you serve? A nice patty cake Jesus or the Lion of the tribe of Judah that's the chief warring king of Israel? I mean, that, I see how the demons make people weak and they reject the severity of God. Put it on the shelf if you can't handle the mature things of God, but it's everywhere in the New Testament. I'm not even going to go into the Old Covenant. It's everywhere in the New Covenant. Read Acts 13, how the Apostle Paul treated sorcerers. He calls them every name you can imagine. And a black mist comes on them and blinds them. I mean, Paul's killing people with his apostolic ministry in the book of Acts. Those that opposed him died. I mean, it's all over the New Testament. You, the problem is, is you haven't had the true apostolic and prophetic witness of Moses and Elijah on Mount Zion. The mountain of transfiguration is Mount Zion. I'm not going into Hermon. I'm not talking about Sinai. Revelation 15.3 says they'll all sing the song of Moses. Okay, we're in the kingdom of heaven. We're in the glory. We're in the fresh anointing oil bubbling up from our bellies every day. And the Bible clearly teaches that it strikes many people dead because of their blasphemies, because of their religion, because of their externalism, because they're warring against the throne of Christ and teaching people falsehood. They're teaching people an old covenant shadow and type style ministry so that they're all bewitched like the blind leading the blind with a brown paper bag over their heads of pride. It's everywhere in the New Testament. Every single epistle of Paul was dealing with their pride. And these are the words, the apostles' words, directly from the great white throne of Jesus Christ to deal with the demons attacking them externally through their brains to set them free from the demon spirit's words with the words of God. That's what apostolic ministry is. That's what the song of Moses sung on Mount Zion is. It's using the word of God and the anointing of God from the belly of the temple of God to destroy all the words of the lying demons on mass worldwide. Deuteronomy 32, My words shall descend like dew, 
like light rain upon the tender mown grass. It is written. So that the word of God written on our hearts descends like dew from the highest mountain, the chief mountain of all the mountains in the world, upon all brains and circumcises their brains, having your minds and hearts circumcised by the word of God, by the washing of the word of God, so that all the lying spirits of Satan's kingdom of hell goes into the lake of fire and we can actually have heaven on earth by the removal of all these lying devils. And that's exactly how this thing's going down. So if you're in the Moses apostolic or the Elijah prophetic, mock your enemies, Janes and Jambres. Psalms 2.4, the Lord sits enthroned in the high heavens and mocks his enemies, holding them in supreme contempt of court. You're dealing with the courts of the throne of God. You're dealing with the great white throne called the morning star that's risen in our hearts. Who can fight the white throne? Who can fight the apostolic and prophetic witness of the two olive trees developed in our spirit? We tell them worldwide, bring it on. Bring on your prophet of Baal ministries. Bring on your Janes and Jambres ministries. And let's see who wins versus this mountain of transfiguration. I mean, we're not rookies here. This ain't our first rodeo. I tell you the truth, the showdown will intensify on a daily basis. The showdown of the true apostolic and prophetic olive trees that develop out of our spirits through our hearts and brains versus all this externalism of the appearance and knowledge of good of Satan's kingdom and the angel of light that deceives. And this showdown will intensify to the point where the whore of Babylon, like Judas Iscariot, will kill herself because she's practicing witchcraft. And when you cast a magic spell, it costs you a body part. That's the standard of sorcery. Most Christians are sick because they're on a bed with Jezebel. Revelation says everyone that's in covenant with Jezebel is thrown on a bed of sickness because of their covenant with the devil practicing magic, practicing external signs and wonders, practicing Satan's starlight that fell from heaven, which is magic and sorcery, witchcraft through the human brain, pretending to be Christianity, pretending to be Christ, pretending to be the Lord whispering in their spirits, but it's all Satan's madness. The ancient red dragon and the primal evil that fell from heaven whose tail swept one-third of the stars. It is written. Can anything defeat Christ? He's the headship of every angelic principality and power. Seated far above the fallen angels, it is written. Colossians chapter 2. And when you're actually seated with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, can any of that external witchcraft touch you? It tries to. The fallen angels will just drop their starlight on all the Christians every day to see who's of the spirit and who's of the flesh. And if you're of the flesh, you go the way of the devil. And if you're of the spirit, you get promoted and grow in Mount Zion separating the wheat and the tares, the wise from the foolish, the goat from the sheep, every single day in Babylon the Great for years and years and years. So you're either going to be promoted by depending on the fresh oil or demoted by, per, by relying on the brain. A lot of demotion and a lot of promotion. And this is a wonderful thing so that those that are deceived in the brain realm can actually begin in the fresh oil in their spirit and be real Christians, which are the temples of the Holy Spirit. 
internalizing the new covenant and having their hearts burn with the fresh oil. What's the fresh oil? The apostolic and the prophetic olive trees of Revelation 11. The Father only appeared to Jesus with Moses and Elijah in the absolute fullness of the apostolic and prophetic witness. That's what Moses and Elijah are. Both of them overcame death. And they're in the New Covenant. They're mentioned several times in the New Covenant, in the New Testament. So don't give me this law, Levitical garbage. Okay? <laughs> Moses is God's friend. Elijah is God's friend. They represent the full heights of the possibility of you growing in apostolic and prophetic anointings. That's as high as it gets. And when you get to that level of Moses and Elijah, guess what? You're on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus Christ. And your hearts and minds transfigure just like Jesus' did because He's the firstborn from among the dead. And all of us are secondborn, thirdborn, maybe seven millionth born from among the dead. <laughs> you know? Firstborn amongst many exactly like them, equally yoked to God the Father with spiritually, spiritual abilities. Right? Since we're the sons of God, the daughters of God, don't we have all the same juice that Jesus did? Isn't that why He went to the cross? He had all of it Himself. He's walking into Jerusalem on the donkey with the palm branches. He's King of kings and Lord of lords of the whole universe. And the Father's like, now I want you to share this kingship and lordship with all of them, all your accusers, all those religious people, you know, all the peasants, you know? And he's like, alright, went to the cross, sent us the Holy Spirit. Sent us the apostolic and the prophetic anointing to develop our spirit into the exact same likeness of Jesus Christ, firstborn amongst many. You are the sons of God. You are the heavenly kind. You are the heavenly class beings. A royal race, a kingdom race, born of God's own spirit. Your spirit is conceived of the Holy Spirit just like Jesus. Did you grow in the anointing oil just like Jesus grew for 33 years? A lot of people don't because they come to a place where they say no to God. They grow to a place where they say no to God and they just go away because of their pride or their lust and they still love this world. we got to come to a place where it's just yes, 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 yes and keep growing and relying on the fresh anointing oil of Moses and Elijah, the two olive trees that develop our spirit into full spiritual stature. He has given you the anointing without measure, and you can't earn it. It's actually what's, what grace is. This is what grace truly is. You're saved by grace, not by works. So how do you grow in the favor and the blessings, the wisdom and the favor of God like Jesus grew, Luke chapter 2, in favor and wisdom into full spiritual stature? You rely more on the apostolic oil of Moses, more on the prophetic oil of Elijah to grow your spirit up every day. And that's what I've been doing for 19 years. I know i got a long ways to go. People tell me that thousands of times every day, how wrong I am. But I'm telling you, we keep growing nevertheless. And it is more reliant on the anointing constantly, more reliant on the apostolic and prophetic olive trees in our spirit burning through our hearts and blazing through our crucified carnal minds. The head stays crucified. The head is the flesh that counts for nothing. Satan doesn't have a head. He was defeated at the cross. So as soon as this anointing starts burning through your heart and becomes your intelligence and your spirit-led and not flesh-led of the brain, you'll actually see that 
you're totally victorious over death and hell in Christ already. You just haven't been in the anointing burning in your heart. You haven't been living like a temple of the anointing, a temple of the Holy Spirit. You've been external and bewitched in doo-doo voodoo. <laughs> the head stays crucified. The head counts for nothing. All of our intelligence comes from the seven spirits of God, the menorah of fresh oil, through our hearts burning in an ever-increasing glory. And the king of glory is our intelligence, and the king of glory is how we're led, led by the spirit of truth into all truth. Never brain-led, never human reasoning-led. All of this demonic realm, if your head is crucified, Satan and his angels can never touch you again. I love this saying. I'll say this for a while. The brother shared it on Facebook. It was so beautiful. A lying bird cannot land on a burning tree. <laughs> They're all fallen angels. Revelation calls them foul, detestable birds. How many fallen angels? Millions. Millions. And they come in through the brain, but if you're a burning tree with the fresh oil burning in your heart, relying on Christ in your belly, the divine child, feeding you fresh apostolic prophetic oil every day, they can't land on your brain. Your brain stays crucified with Christ. This is the only realm here, the place of the skull, that needs to be crucified with the blazing anointing oil from the heart, and Christ leads from your heart on fire. Did our hearts not burn within us as He walked with us along the way? Let your hearts burn in an ever-increasing glory every day, forevermore, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want to come into partnership with Red Letter Ministries, please do, redlettermen.com, and be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow.